This is Digging in the Dirt with Kevin Gallagher, where Kevin and his guests dig a little deeper into today's issues surrounding the environment, farming, gardening, and food. My guests this afternoon are two committed environmentalists, renowned landscape artists, April Gornick and MacArthur Fellow Carl Safina. Their respective organizations, the Church of Sag Harbor and the Safina Center, are doing wonderful work in their own creative ways. I'm especially pleased to welcome Ms. Gornick's organization, the Church of Sag Harbor on Long Island, as WPCAN's newest underwriter. Thank you both for being here. It's a pleasure to be here. So, April, maybe we should start with you and give us a little history of the Church of Sag Harbor. First of all, I want everybody to know the church refers to a space, not so much a religious organization, correct? Um, not even not even close to a religious organization. It refers to the nickname that people in Sag Harbor always gave it while we were well after my husband and I bought it to turn it into a creativity center. Everyone that we'd run into would be saying first before we bought it what's going to happen with the church. And then after we bought it, how's it going at the church? So we just decided to call it the church because everybody had been using that as its nickname. The church is a space where people can learn about creativity and also issues that I think are important to creativity, like the necessity of failure, the necessity of attempt, and all the all the really more complicated and really interesting and somewhat behind the scenes ways that art, music, playwriting, science, everything that involves creativity take place. So that's that's basically, in a nutshell, in a tiny nutshell, what the church does. We have a residency program, and we've done very, very broad programming, including inviting people with local renown, or that should be better known, to um, speak there also. We are very protective and enthusiastic about our local community and the people that have made Sac Harbor the place it is. Yeah, I'm I'm very impressed. I get your emails and the, the amount of different programs, I mean, really different programs from Yorma Kaukinen of Hot Tuna to uh, Carl <laughs> Safina. I mean, I, I saw a show there with Paul Winter and Laurie Anderson and J. Drew Lantham. It was really a wonderful afternoon. Uh, and the space, I got to tell you, folks, it's an incredible space. It's something that just oozes sort of like peacefulness. And it's really a great place for this creativity to go on. So uh, kudos to you for um, getting this started, April. And wait, just before we go on to, you know, the, why we're here today, talk about the creativity conference. Maybe tell us a little bit about when you got the church, it was, you know, you stripped it down and you built it out. And what was the thought process behind that? Well, the first time that we saw the church, we were both just gobsmacked by what it looked like as a raw space, because the previous three owners before we finally took it over had actually done quite a bit of work on it in terms of building out a structure for it to become a McMansion, but then the the bottom, the ground floor, which is this gorgeous, gorgeous stone mm. floor, had been stripped of all the plaster and sheetrock that had covered it originally. So we walked into this like miracle of a of a shell, which was just the most beautiful thing. The the walls upstairs were covered with wood that had had horsehair plaster on them. So the wood had like little stripes and it just had amazing character and you could see in the rafters the initials of the guys who had I'm assuming it was guys and not any women, but guys who had moved it in 
1864 from its previous location in 1835, what was originally built. And they had signed their initials up in the rafters, up at the very, very, very top of the church. And th they were visible. Everything was visible. Like its whole history felt like it was laid bare in front of us. And it was architecturally so rich and thrilling. We we just thought, well, we don't want to change anything. So we, <laughs> we, tried, to, we tried to build in it in such a way that we could keep the its history and the beauty of its structure exposed. And that led to, oddly enough, an incredible acoustic situation because the wood in the church is so old, it resonates because of all the pine sap that it made with. The wood in the church is huh. 300 years old. And the stone walls were actually the last addition on the ground floor because when the church was moved there in 1864, it was no longer considered popular or cool to have a Greek revival building. And so they made it more Italianate because Italianate was what was then architecturally popular. Hmm. So, and people really are astonished by the way it looks. Lee Skolnick was our architect and he did a great job helping us make it as, as exposed and yet contemporary as possible because there were a lot of contemporary elements like a glass elevator. Now I feel like I'm doing a... <laughs> pitch for no it's awesome i mean the people got to know about it i mean it's if like, folks if you go if you want to go for a day out there and you and there's an event on that day it's a good place to do it you can get lunch in sag harbor sag harbor is a beautiful town it makes a lot of sense in the space you, you've done a wonderful job and and making it inviting and like you said you know just i think perfect it's really a, quite something how did you become involved carl how did you get involved with the church um, that's a kind of a good question. Let me try to remember that. I think it was because my wife found out about it and she was briefly doing some of the tours um, in Spanish translation for, for visitors who needed to have the tour done in Spanish. She did that a few times and brought me there. And I just learned a lot more than I knew about it from from what April was talking about. So that's good. But the But the place is very attractive in a sort of magnetic way. I mean, when you when you go there, you want to go there again. And then April has invited me to do a couple of things there, which we're, we're going to do another thing on April 1st, which I guess is why we're here talking right. about it. Um, <laughs> but what, what I like most about the space, other than just how conducive it is to, you know, it does have this sort of a sacred feel as the buildings, uh, uh, you know, I guess original use was. And I think that uh, April and her husband have helped enhance that by by what's in the windows. Usually if you go into a church space, the windows have stained glass with angels and uh, other things that are not of this world. And what's in what's in those windows now are the images of, artists and leading thinkers who were part of the community, but also part of the the national conversation, like John Steinbeck, who lived in Sag Harbor part of his life and also wrote what, what I think is the great American novel, The Grapes of Wrath, that had a huge effect on the entire country's perception of itself. So, I mean, you know, to create that kind of sanctity in a way, not around things like angels, but around people who care and who devoted their life's work to 
expressing in a, in a creative way the, the things that need to be attended to. And that's why I really like the space. I also really, really like April. April is, is an incredible civic leader as, as well as a tremendously creative person herself and always willing to do anything with April if she'd like me to do anything. Mm-hmm. That I'm capable Carl, thank of doing. you. <laughs> well, yeah. the, one of the greatest things that we ever did at the church was this amazing afternoon that Carl organized, and it was it was just was that last year or the year before? Just it last was in year. it was in September last year. Yeah, yeah, it was just the most amazing, rich program, and it was somewhat ad hoc. And yet not. I mean, Laurie Anderson was amazing. Drew Lanham was extraordinary. Paul Winter, Carl. I mean, everybody that was there that spoke knocked people off their chairs. And I had people telling me afterward for months and months. I still do. People people will say, remember that that one thing that you did mm-hmm. <laughs> with Carl and, and, and the creatives that were there? Because <clears throat> it was also a great amalgam of what we love to do with the church, which is to wake people up to how creativity is in your life so deeply in some and in so many ways by presenting all sorts of different kinds of creativity together at once so that you can see it in action and see the way that thinkers and those that use it and and people you wouldn't expect. I mean, Drew, Drew Lanham is a bird watcher, but he's also a poet. And he read this magnificent poet. There's a lot of that, you know, that we had a we invited a local justice to come and speak. Her name is um, Andrea Shivoni, Judge Andrea Shivoni, and she came and talked. And she also is in a band. <laughs> she also acts, and so she began her talk by saying, "I probably shouldn't sing, but oh, what the hell? I think I will." <laughs> and first <laughs> in the song, nice. and then started talking about her whole trajectory of her career, um, which admitted to a lot of different kinds of creativity. But Carl, um, for the creativity conference this year, was someone that I immediately thought of because we'd had one last year, um, which was great. It was run by, or curated, I should say, by Mark Moffat, who's a brilliant entomologist, and invited a bunch of his friends. And we invited one or two ourselves, but it was principally his curation and his wife, Melissa Wells, creation to to put this roster together and it was a fantastic success and it drew people from the community that hadn't been there before because it involved um again kinds of kinds of issues and forms of invention that are not just the arts all the people most of the people on our windows are actors playwrights artists prentice mulford the philosopher i mean the philosopher of science there's a there's quite a wide variety. And Eric Fischel, my husband, did all of the portraits. And the windows were actually designed to accept these mylar reproduced portraits, which, which can be peeled off by someone after we're dead and new creativity people put in their stead. And that will probably be Carl <laughs> and <laughs> others, I'm sure. So 
Um, that's maybe that's maybe my only incentive for dying. Other than <laughs> that, I know I have none myself. Time. I'm not liking how this conversation is turning. <laughs> I want to talk about the good things. I mean, I was at that event you were talking about, and I and I still remember my wife. Also, we both came out for the day, and like I said, enjoyed the day and went to this event. And we still remember uh, J. Drew Landham's poetry. I mean, it was really. I wasn't going there to see Paul Winter and Carl and and Laurie Anderson and was blown over by the poetry. So it was just amazing. I know he had the he had the most beautiful, lively, personal. Oh my God! And it was and it was really, really big impact poetry. It was. It, was, it really it was. was. And I guess that's what's going to happen now with the, the this program. It seems like this is a full day of stuff like that that's coming up on April first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, before I go, we go a little further. I want everybody to know we're talking to a wonderful landscape artist. You can check out her stuff on online. Uh, April Gornick and uh, MacArthur Fellow Carl Savina, who's just does. He's too too energetic for me. He's got his uh, Safina Center, and they do so many things and sponsor so many brilliant people. Another organization to check out and support as well. So, who wants to go first to tell me a little bit about April first and what's what you guys are going to be doing there that day? You have such an impressive list of guests. Well, I'd like to go first just to thank Carl for being the leading curatorial um, voice, as it were in this project because um, he had invited Paul Greenberg and Isabella Rossellini and also Paul Winter, who's making a you know a special guest appearance. By the way, people were all after the other event that they did, which has a long... Carl, what's the name of your event? Go ahead, just say it. I just want to hear you say it. It was called An Afternoon of Birds and Words and Music. Yeah, nice. it was great. It, I love that title of that. Um, but anyway, so Paul and Carl and Isabella and I'm sorry, Paul Winter and then the other Paul Greenberg. Paul Greenberg, if you don't know, is the author of Four Fish, which was a big New York Times bestseller and talks about um, sustainability and the history of fishing. And I mean, it's just it's just, just this broad one of those broad, mind blowing books that that everybody loves, like Salt, for instance, where you have um, an incredible expanse of knowledge and history and science and life um, in it. And then, of course, I hope that most people know about Isabella Rossellini. I'll let Carl talk more about her, but she has this amazing science love and component in her work and also is a farmer, a very, very serious farmer out here, which is wonderful. And Roz Chast is someone that I'd asked to speak because I know her a little bit through Mark Moffat, actually, the person that I mentioned before, who was a previous curator of the conference. And she's the famous cartoonist from The New Yorker. And she's she's incredibly funny in person. And she's a wonderful, wonderful friend. And then Kaz Holman is someone that Sherry Pasquarella, our executive director, suggested. And Kaz is a fascinating person. She slash they is a person that designs toys and playthings and play spaces for children and adults. And she's such a mindful person. She's such a complicated thinker. She's traveled all over the world looking at how people play and what people play with and what directs people to play. And I think this is incredibly important because play in my opinion, is one of the most important facets of creativity. Hmm. Doddling, daydreaming, 
going off topic, et cetera. All of those things are really important to creativity. So it'll be very interesting to hear her talk. Yeah, I think it's sort of a kind of a immersive TED talk, you know, a full day of stuff. I mean, you start. it starts in the morning, you have breakfast, three speakers, everybody's on their own for lunch, three more speakers, and then a sort of a cocktail party afterwards, wine and cheese. Sounds like a really great day out there in Sag Harbor. Tell us a little bit about Isabella Rossellini, Carl. First of all, I, I guess, you know, we should establish that this is the same Isabella Rossellini, who is Ingrid Bergman's daughter, <laughs> and who was for decades, mainly a model, uh, and then an actor. She still is very actively acting. Uh, about half the time I try to get in touch with her, she's in some other country filming something. So she's very active with that. And um, yet... She has a tremendous interest in, in evolution and ecology and conservation, which is my main fields, I guess you would say. And that's how she and I have intersected. And she has the most wonderful approaches to those things. She's done a couple of plays that have to do with Darwin and evolution and are often really completely hilarious and star her dog she had a series of videos called green porno where she explains various aspects of evolutionary biology and especially reproductive biology in lots of different kinds of creatures uh, where she dresses up as all kinds of crazy shit, i have to say i don't know if you can say that on the radio but you did. Dresses up <laughs> all kinds of crazy stuff and you miss half the dialogue because you're laughing so hard. Uh, so she's going to bring whatever she's going to bring on April 1st. I'm not exactly sure what she's going to do, but I've told her that anything she wants to do is going to be great with us and with the audience. Mm -hmm. That's great. Well, you know, I think I think I have to talk to her about getting her on Digging in the Dirt because I'm really interested in her Long Island organic farm, the Mama Farm. It so sounds... that's the thing, you know, the most recent iteration of of her creative interest is creating a farm uh, in a place that was scheduled to be developed for housing. Mm -hmm. And the the biggest challenge she had with establishing that place was that the town had never before seen a request to remove permits to build houses and put in their place a permit to establish a farm. Usually it goes the other way around. And they, according to Isabella, they kind of didn't know what to make of her application for quite a while. And uh, the farm is an organic farm. It sells to a lot of local restaurants. It's a place where people can visit by arrangement, I think can volunteer by arrangement. And she's got mostly vegetables, um, she has a lot, lot of chickens and turkeys, and she has bees. Um, we often like to just go visit and walk around there with her. It, it's a, it's a beautiful spot, and it's another thing that is helping to create community ar around, in, you know, this patch of land and the organic produce that comes out of it sure and it's uh, such a good thing she's doing because the, you have to push back against the developers who would take all that land all up and down long island and just make houses instead of you know what she's doing which is i think 
and my listeners think is important. <laughs> yeah. Well, getting, well, getting somebody well, to step up in a situation like that is is part of the huge problem because you know, you might be sitting at a table with a billionaire who might say that he, he or she agrees with preserving land, but then doing something about it is an entirely different thing. So she, I mean, she's an amazing person, amazing thinker. Um, and I've, I've, I've been lucky to be at her farm a couple of times and I thought it was just gorgeous. And yeah. Like beautiful. I said, I got to get her on digging in the dirt in the future. Yeah. Made with love. Yeah, definitely. So Carl, tell us what you have any ideas what you're going to be doing that day? Are you one of the speakers? Yeah, I'm one of the speakers and it's March 13th and the event is April 1st. And I'm terrified because I haven't figured out what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> but oh, you're be... part of creativity and everything will work out. <laughs> everything everything will work out. I have I have some ideas. I haven't figured out exactly what feels like it will work the best. I was actually at one, I, I was a speaker in one of Mark Moffat's creativity conferences in Georgia, and I attended the one that he and Melissa held at the church. So I kind of, I kind of have a very good feel of the, um, the ancestry of this event. Uh, but for some reason, that doesn't mean that I know what I'm going to be doing. I, I don't think I'm going to be doing what I did at their event in Georgia. I think I'm going to try to do something a little bit newer, so um, or maybe completely new. Anyway, that's a great a great that. bunch of people. <laughs> I'm I'm really looking forward to meeting Roz Chast because I've had her cartoons on my office wall, you know, since I was probably uh, in graduate school. So I'm really looking forward to meeting her. Yeah, she's been helpful. She's donated cartoons to WPKN for for premiums to raise money. So we we know of her as well. She's a great. She's a great. She also is a great Easter egg maker. And by that, I don't mean dipping. I mean like painting elaborately Easter eggs in the kind of old Russian fashion. Or you oh, that's really fashion. amazing! I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, that. those egg, those eggs are. I mean, when you see eggs like that, you just wonder how a human hand can can do such intricate work. Yes, they're intricate, but they're also very much in her style, so they're beyond precious and wonderful. I think, and you know, honestly, I hope she talks about that too. We're, but we really are doing something, and this is what I loved about being in and attending um, the original creativity conference that I was exposed to, also curated by Mark and Melissa, also in Georgia on Sea Island. And the um, format was so different from TED Talks, for instance, and God bless TED Talks, they introduce people to a world of wonder all the time, but they're rather formulaic. And mm -hmm. the creativity conference inspired me because it felt like people were saying a lot of things that they wouldn't normally say. And we deliberately did not record the last one because we wanted people to be able to speak freely. There were a couple of scientists who actually were shockingly off topic, talking personally about how frustrated and, and deeply wounded they felt about their failures. And I that was so inspiring to me because they were brilliant people who were deeply talking about the actual work of creativity, which is not just to pat yourself on the back and pretend everything's rosy, but also to let the audience know as well that 
this is part of the complexity of any creative act and activity. And it's it's a wonderful thing, you know, but just to get that across, I think, is in itself in a different way is exciting, will be very exciting for audiences. The last one was magnificent. Sounds really good. So this is April 1st, right? And the, all these speakers will be there. Once again, you, there's, a, there's a breakfast in the morning, lunch, you're on your own. We have wine and cheese and get together with the people they're speaking all day long. So it's sort of, you can, you don't have to attend to everything, but you could, if you like, right? Yes. Um, there is, there is a set price for the whole day, but people can come and go as they need to and come for whichever talks that they want. Although I think you'd be missing out terribly if you didn't attend the entire thing. There's even a cookie break mid-afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. And you think it, if it sells out, you know, you're going to have an X amount of tickets available? Um, I we haven't even gone there actually. I'm not sure. I'm not. Yeah, we, okay. We should have we get your tickets have, early just in case. <laughs> yeah, I would not wait. I definitely would not wait. We were sold out last time, so sure. Uh, you can go to the Church Sag Harbor, just like it says dot org. And find out all kinds of information uh, about this uh, upcoming event. I'm pretty excited about, um, you know, that you're you're involved with PKN and we're involved with you. It's uh, you're a great organization, April, and thank you for getting this all together. And, and also, Carl is great to become bigger friends with you as we go along here. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, are, are you going to come on April first? I am planning on it. We'll see how it goes out. Yeah, I want to come okay. out. Well, and spend we'll, the we'll day. Look forward, we'll look forward to looking for you. Yeah, it's a it's a trek for me, but I think people that are on Long Island, you have to understand, it's a it's a day trip. You know, you go out and you have a really wonderful time. You know, so and like I said, you, when you get there, there's plenty of places to hang out, and let's hope it's a really beautiful day, and we don't have to worry about rain and things like that. Well, if it is raining, it's just going to be more cozy. But <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, there's there's tons and tons to do. There's restaurants, you know, like a minute, a, less than a minute away. So there's lots and lots of things to do. And you could, you could even, people could even stay overnight at a hotel if they felt yeah, like. Yeah, if you plan now, you could do all that kind of stuff. You're right. And, and I will say, as, as an author, I will say, Sag Harbor has one of the great remaining independent bookstores, Canio's Books. Yeah. It's, it's easy to get lost in that place, too. Right. Yes, it does. Yeah. WPKN does readings there all the time. We record readings of books all the time. So, mm -hmm. yeah, we're familiar. And our audience is familiar with Canio's. Well, thank you, Carl Safina and April Gornick for joining me this afternoon. Let us know about this event on April 1st. Um, it's, I think it's going to be a good one, and I appreciate you being here. Thank Great. you so much for having us. I want, I want to thank you. I want to thank April. And I want to thank my three doggies for not barking during the entire interview. We didn't even know they were there. Well, Carl, before you go, how's the owl? She's doing great and she may have a new prospective mate we've we've seen a oh. new male in the yard three times so tell, we're keeping tell, our fingers crossed tell the audience just for a second about the owl carl uh this is a little screech owl that was found near death as a tiny chick and we raised her and when we let her go she decided to stay around our backyard and she has raised two broods of chicks with a wild mate he disappeared last year. She didn't have a mate last year. That's why we're excited that she may have a new mate. But it's the most absolutely magical thing to have a tame owl living wild in our backyard. And she is coming up on five years old this May. Wow. And she is also the main character 
in my upcoming book, which is called Alfie and Me. That's her name, Alfie. Um, and that'll be out in October. And the subtitle of that book is What Owls Know and What Humans Believe. So, um, <laughs> nice. Carl, you the are the best. And if anybody out there in Radio Land does not know Carl Safina's, Safina's magnificent books, Run, Don't Walk, I don't care where you get them, like ideally at a local bookstore, but um, he is just the most entertaining, rich, fantastic, creative mind one of the greats that i've ever met in my life I concur with oh that. my god april thank you wow yeah. you're amazing you're just amazing yeah, and great. you have a, and you have a pet wild owl come on well she's you know the thing is she's not a pet that's the magic part I of it know. she's a friend and she's wild and it's incredible <laughs> it is that is incredible well, Carl and April, thank you so much for joining me and good luck with this event on April 1st. People can once again go to the churchsagharbor.org to find out more information about it. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much. It's going to be amazing. You've been listening to Digging in the Dirt with Kevin Gallagher. 